0: Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to How's Your Heart, the podcast where we toss the surface level conversations to the side and dig deep into how we actually are. Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to another episode of the How's Your Heart podcast. I'm Devin Philbeck, and I'm your host. This week, we are interviewing a friend of mine, TJ Edwards. Yo. Yes. What's up, folks? Perfect intro. (laughs) Gotta love everyone's intro. (laughs) So to let you guys know, me and TJ met while working at a Young Life camp called Carolina Point. All you Young Lifers out there know exactly what we're talking about. Um, And TJ actually, in like a weird way, has played a big role in my year. Um, And... I say that because through social media, I've been able to kind of pay attention to things that he's been saying. And in the midst of a spotlight being put on racism this year, TJ has been someone that I've been able to pay attention to and that I've really looked to as I've been convicted and challenged in the ways that I've turned a blind eye to the reality of racism. And TJ has been able to communicate this, I feel like in such an interesting way that I don't think that I've seen that much of. He has communicated it with love in one hand, while on the other side challenging people and not belittling the fact that we need to step up. And I think it's really hard to hold both of those things. So with that reason and many more, I am really excited to hear from TJ today and to hear how his heart is on this podcast. Can't wait. Yep. So TJ, before we dive into what life looks like for you right now, we're gonna shift gears just a tad and have a very serious question for you.
1: Oh man, here we go. Yep, yep.
0: All right, it's a little weird. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) So if you could replace grass with anything in the world, (laughs) oh yeah, what would you replace it with?
1: Um... Probably, I told you it was a weird
0: one. Yeah, this
1: was like <laughs> when you said left field, I was like, "Oh, okay," but this is mm-hmm. like real left field. Um, I told you. I would probably say like lo mein noodles. Oh,
0: okay. Why?
1: Uh, first off, lo mein noodles would be free. Um, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> oh and it's still goodness. like the kind, same kind of texture as grass, you know. So like, it wouldn't feel too weird walking on it, you know.
0: Okay. Okay, I get that. I feel like, and this is kind of weird, but I feel like it would get stuck in your toes. Like, I feel yeah, like it.
1: It would, but that's the beauty of it, you
0: know. <laughs> I love that you said it would be free. Imagine how many people would step on it.
1: And okay, it would,
0: you yes. would still eat it.
1: Hey, that's why we have sink, water,
0: and Oh soap. my gosh, that's awesome. I feel <laughs> like I feel like I would say, and I obviously got to think about this before you did, yeah, but yeah. I feel like I would say like. For, I feel like for the texture and the way it would feel, because I love the way grass feels. <laughs> but I feel like, and I don't know what you call this, but like the stuffing in a pillow. <laughs> oh,
1: I feel like yeah, that's good. Okay. I,
0: feel, I really, and I actually had a friend say it would look like a cloud, which I think it would also.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: pleasing to the eye, but I like that you can get two needs met out of that, food and the texture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, TJ. That's
1: a great question, so, by the way.
0: Yeah. So now that the serious questions are out of the way, kind um, of explain to everyone what life looks like for you right now, however you want to explain that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 24, 24 years old, which yep. I think when we met, I was 21, I think. Yep. A junior yeah. in college, which is like, wow. Big change. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't have a kid, don't have a wife, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm on dating naps right now. I'm looking for a shorty. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just moved to Raleigh uh, like two months ago. Um, yeah. Working on Young Life staff at NC State. Um, it's, it's been great. It's been challenging, but it's been fun, rewarding. Yeah. Um, started therapy this year, so that's been nice. Awesome. Um, kind of like learning about myself and whatnot, doing some self-work. Um, that's pretty much it. Like I kind of just go to work and then get on day naps and then go to sleep.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. I love how real that was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly what we need on this podcast. All right. So TJ, (laughs) what would you say has been the sweetest part about this season of life?
1: Um, I think, uh, I think it's been like learning how to give myself grace uh, mm-hmm. through therapy and through different conversations, uh, I'm an eight on the Enneagram for those, okay. for those of you are who are Enneagram lovers. Um, yes. and, and I'm super much like, I'm very intense when it comes to like love and my expectations and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like when it comes to other folks, I'm like, okay, let me love them. Well, you know, let right. me figure out how to do it. But like, when it comes to myself, Um, I've always been super hard on myself, um, Mm. but it's been, it's been great. Like learning how to be the friend that I am to everyone else, to myself.
0: Oh, wow. That's such a good way of explaining that. So TJ for people, which we've talked about the Enneagram on multiple of these episodes, but (laughs) for people who really don't know the Enneagram kind of explain the eight and what that entails. Like what, what is an eight?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't done much homework on the eight, but That's uh, <laughs> but from what people like, from what people say, people don't think I'm an eight because one girl told me that every eight that she's ever met terrified her. Um, they
0: can be terrifying. Yeah. Eights are challengers. They can be terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but like eights are very much like focused on like the mission. They're like, hey, this needs to be like this, like right. how I want it, and like if it's not how I want it, then you're doing it wrong. Um, hmm. well, those are like unhealthy eights, uh, healthy, yeah. healthy eights are pretty much like, they're challenging, but like try to be, um, like loving, but they oh. don't really do like the best job at it because it's like, you can tell that they're trying to yeah. love you well, you know what I mean? Um, but there's probably so much more about the eight, but I just took it for, cause you have to take it to get on staff. So that's why I took it. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't
0: know that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, the I I really love the Enneagram. I'm an advocate for it. So I, I just think it's cool because, you know, and I've said this before in the podcast, but, like, you can learn so much about yourself. And someone else said put words to things that you already basically knew about yourself that mm. you didn't know how to articulate it. Mm. Um, as well as, you know, when you know numbers of your friends, of your staff, of your such and such, whoever, You're able to love them well for Mm. people who just see you challenging and just seeing you be like set in your opinion about things and like going full force on it. (laughs) They're able to better understand your motives in it
1: Right. right. when
0: they know that you're an eight and they're able to better love you well, as well as you recognize when you're being unhealthy about it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. 8s aren't like challenging for no reason. Right. Uh, And that's like I think sometimes that gets like misconstrued. Um, like eights are very much like they know what the mission is. And Mm. so like, that's why they're challenging.
0: Mm. That's good. So you've really had a lot of growth in self-awareness this year.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's been beautiful.
0: That's awesome. I love hearing that you're going to therapy because I think there's this misconception about like guys processing their emotions and blah 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 whatever oh oh, yeah come on so so i think it's really encouraging that you're going to therapy and that you're okay being like i'm not perfect i'm not okay and i can and need to seek help
1: yeah yeah i think and i said that too at the beginning of probably like april um on a podcast, I'm not gonna plug it because it's your podcast. But oh um, no no
0: no, you plug it, plug <laughs> it right now. I'll, like, I'll tag it in the description. Plug it. <laughs>
1: but I have my own podcast, the Raw Podcast. But um, <laughs> we we talked about uh, you know, going into the pandemic and going into quarantine and like I was like, I don't want to be the same person walking out of the pandemic that I am yeah. walking in. You know, um, that's good. And like my social media kind of changed over this year uh from like being the person who wanted to show all the good stuff to being the person who like i want to be a person who whose social media reflects like their real life and yeah. and people can look at me and be like oh tj loves jesus and he loves people but right. he's like depressed and anxious all the time and like has to take medicine etc cetera, etc cetera. um right. and like so i think just stepping into that self-awareness. Like I want to help other folks like step into step into their own self awareness, um, because their strength and acknowledging our weakness, you know, Mm. shout out. So
0: what? Yeah. So what has, you're talking about social media and being real and honest. And I think that a lot of people crave that, but what actual like practical steps have you taken to change your social media? Are you just being like your comments on social media are different or, Kind of explain some of the things that you've changed to make it more real and authentic.
1: Yeah, um, just like I, I noticed a lot of times, like when I used to make Facebook posts, like I would sit there for like ten minutes and try to figure out what mm. to say um, and try to like make it perfect. Uh, but now, I mean, I definitely still think about what I'm going to say because, like, I can't just say whatever I want to. I'm on Young Life staff, you know. Right. I, rep- I represent an organization, but um, absolutely. But I definitely kind of just go with whatever my heart feels um, cuz yeah. and, and especially with all the social unrest and like everything going on this year i've right. had the opportunity to kind of like give my heart to people um Absolutely. and and like i've said that in a bunch of posts too like hey i'm giving you all my heart right here you know mm. um and like honestly just being like indifferent to what like the weight of other people's opinions Right. Um. That's been something that's like been important. So I think like if you practice more, um, like self love and being like, "Hey, I'm securing myself. Like I know that I'm doing. I'm taking a risk by announcing right. my weakness, but I'm securing myself, and I know that I'm still loved, and I know I'm still like powerful right. in that way. Like it, it kind of it helps um, take away the pressure of wanting to be perfect.
0: Mm, that's good. So. The sweet part has kind of been, you know, growing in yourself, growing in awareness of yourself. Mm -hmm. What has been the hardest part of this season?
1: Um, Hardest part, definitely like looking, reflecting on my life and like looking at my circles and Mm. um, like my circles have a lot of white people in them. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I didn't, and sometimes, like, I, you don't really think about, like, what your circle looks like, but right. um, when, when like, the George Floyd situation happened and Ahmaud Arbery happened, like, right. all of these people in my circle reaching out to me um, and asking, like, how to help and, like, whatever. I never had a conversation about, with someone that could relate to, mm. like, what I was feeling. And, and so it was, like, I was always being the one who was giving the advice, but there right. was never one I could just like sit and like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. And I know you feel this way too. Like yeah. how do we move forward? You know? Um, so walking into young life now, um, starting a new job, first off during a pandemic. Um, yeah. and then like in the midst of a bunch of social unrest where everyone of my committee is white, everyone, yeah literally in north carolina's region which young life we need to do a better job of but um literally everyone in our region is white i'm the only black full-time staff Mm. person in our region um so like going to a staff conference where there's a bunch of people who love me but they're white and they you know i have to talk about my experiences and i'm the only one who understands what i'm talking about yeah like that's a lot of emotional weight to hold on to Um, Absolutely. And then seeing stuff like sometimes like things just affect me. And like, I don't really know. I don't have words to describe like how I'm feeling.
0: Mm. And so
1: sometimes I just want to sit. But like, it's kind of tough to sit when you're the voice, when you're the lone voice in a room, you know.
0: So you felt a lot of pressure to speak up and haven't felt the support of people who understand you. So you felt a lot pretty isolated in your experiences
1: yeah like I mean I know all the folks that I, I work with love me um, yeah but it's just it's like a different feeling like you can tell me that you love me all you want but that right. doesn't change someone else's actions towards me
0: well it's like I mean I think about like people who are going through grief mm. I mean there's nothing that anyone can say that's like oh that. That, like, fixes it. But when someone can look you in the eyes and be like, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. I have sat in that. I understand. And you know they understand. I think that is the most powerful and comforting thing. And so yeah. you haven't had that comfort this year. It's not anything against the people who love you. Right. It's right. just they, they can't love you in that way.
1: Right. Yep. And and that has, like, made me question myself a lot, Um hmm. which, like, I've been trying to fight against in therapy and stuff like that, but... You know, because yeah. um, I definitely question like my position on Young Life staff um, just through this uh, because I told my therapist and like I don't mind sharing this, you know, whatever. We're about to get raw up here. Um, yep. Like I told my therapist, like, you know, I don't I don't I'm terrified of always walking in the room and having to be the long voice. Um, and then my therapist um, challenged me and also told me, like, you know, there's a lot of folks in the Bible who like saw their gift as a burden mm. and you can like, you can see your gift as a burden and run away from it or, or like allow the Lord to use it. Um, mm. And, and like, I had to think, you know, okay, if I, if I leave young life staff, like, even though I've like literally started two months ago, yeah. um, like if I leave young life staff and because of the pressures, like then mm. somebody else behind me is going to have to feel the same thing that I feel. Right. The loneliness of it, you know, um, and there's no there's not going to be a continuation of someone like being there. And I don't I won't ever get to talk to someone under me or, or who's right. new staff and be like, hey, I get the position that you're in. This is how mm. we walk through it together. Um, you know, it's just going to be another person who's like lonely in that. So, um, right.
0: And- you'll get to be that voice that you're craving so badly. For sure. If you stay right. in this, you'll be the voice that. Right. You know, you're so needy for right now. Right.
1: That's a good word. Yep. Mm. Um. So that's something like I had to fight, fight through, and fight against. But I think that was the enemy, um, like speaking to my fears, um, and like my anxiousness. You know. Yeah. Um, Which
0: I think there's power in you. You know, in therapy, being like, this is hard. Like, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna belittle the fact that like that's a tough situation. Like, Mm -hmm. even an outsider looking in, like again, I can't fully comprehend the extent of that because Mm. I will never be in your shoes, but that's hard. That's tough. And I think there's power in you admitting that
1: Mm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: with kind of, you know, the sweet situation of growing in this self-awareness as well as in that self-awareness, realizing your heart thing, um, how has your heart been doing in the midst of all of that?
1: of the of the goodness or
0: both in love? both yeah. like in kind of sitting in the sweet and the hard together,
1: yeah, yeah, um I'm definitely like i I find myself a lot of times like thanking God uh that mm. like he didn't leave me where he found me, you know, mm. um and and I'm thankful that the Lord worked on me so much that like i get I get to see the things that make me weak and I get to see like Mm -hmm. the triggers and things like that. So like the things that the enemy wants to use against me, I can see it before he tries to use it against me. Yeah. Um, And like, I think that's like a beautiful thing and I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful that even though it's hard, um, I still get to sit in it because that's like where I felt loved the most Mm -hmm. by God. Um yeah. you know, like he's like, Hey, I know it's it's crazy, but like I'm not leaving you alone. Like I got you. Mm. Um and that's been something that's been like powerful, beautiful and relaxing. No matter if it's been a good time or it's been like right. a challenging time. Um like I'm always a, I'm a I'm kind of a visionary too, so I'm always thinking about like the vision, you know. Yeah. Like, um and I'm just thankful that I get to I get to sit and be used in that way.
0: Yeah, I think in realizing, I mean, in self-awareness and in growing in self-awareness, you know, you see beautiful and bad things about yourself,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but in that you recognize your need for the Lord. I yep. mean, in you yep. being lonely, that's making you, I mean, who else are you going to run to? Yep. You yep. have no one else to run to for that comfort other than the Lord right now.
1: Yep. Yep. And so sure
0: you're right you are right there is not another word for that than powerful
1: that's awesome <laughs> yeah i'm, so, I'm thankful too sorry i don't mean to cut you no you up. go um, ahead uh like i'm i'm thankful to that through uh through my experience in young life and my experience as a journalist like there's so many people that i've accumulated over the years that yeah. like care about my voice um and so like using my voice to talk about uh, mental health and you know talk about like how to combat sexual assault and different mm. things like that um like even though those conversations are challenging and not the most yeah. fun to talk about um I'm thankful that so many people subscribe to wanting to hear yeah what I have to say uh in that um and mm. you know so that's that's been like a another beautiful thing
0: no that is awesome and I and I genuinely am so excited for people, people through this podcast who, you know, you don't even know are going to get to hear your voice. And I really feel like they're going to be impacted by what you have to say.
1: Appreciate that.
0: I know I, I have been. And so for those people, you know, who feel like they're in a similar situation as you, who feel like they're isolated, who feel like they don't have anyone to say, I get it. And I feel that and I understand that. What advice would you give them?
1: For the people who don't understand?
0: Who do understand? Who oh, feel who like they're understand. in a okay. similar situation as you.
1: Yeah. Um, like I'm gonna always come back to uh like being the lover that you are to other people to yourself. Um, because mm-hmm. that's that's something that gets that gets me through. Uh not only like loving Jesus, but also being like Hey, there's no way that like when I walk into a room, there's no way that like these people can judge me because everything that I have that's weak about me, mm-hmm. I already know it and I love it. Mm. Um, and there there was this prayer at this staff conference that um my ad told me about, and like yeah. this this guy he was he was giving a t- like a, he was speaking or whatever uh mm-hmm. and he he was like shaking like terrified um for some <laughs> reason and then so he was like hey guys do you mind if i pray like and it was like a room full of christmas they were like what go ahead bro." <laughs> you know? yeah uh, sure. and like something is like he said in his prayer he's like lord please don't let me give them the power to judge me oh
0: wow
1: and like and that's like been replaying in my head like every yeah. time i walk into a room like Lord, don't let me give them the power to judge me. And so for the folks who like are going through the same thing or something similar that I'm going through or like even feel lonely, like, you know, there's beauty in announcing your weakness. Um, Your weakness is made strong in the presence of the Lord, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, if you love the bad parts about you that you don't want anybody else to see, that doesn't mean you don't work on it. But like if you love if you love those things about yourself because they make you you then like nothing that anyone else says like will ever hold weight Mm. and it's not their words aren't meant to hold weight in the first place right you know and that's like the beautiful realization is like when we're younger we we care so much about what other people say but the older we get it's like we let go of it and there's it's such it's such a beautiful thing when you like can walk into a place and be like yo i'm like totally myself and i'm totally free yeah you know like, I may be terrified, terrified to speak or whatever, but, like, the weakness that, like, the enemy wants me to feel bad about, I freaking love it, you know?
0: Wow. TJ, you, you're saying that, like, when people get older, you know, they, they feel freedom from that, but I, I don't think most people do. Like, I think it's so encouraging and powerful what you're saying because I think there are plenty of adults, including myself, that are giving people – the power to judge us
1: mm-hmm.
0: when we shouldn't.
1: Mm-hmm. The and hope also, is the hope is we don't. But yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's I mean that's convicting for me. Like I think there are so many parts of myself that like I need to seek the Lord in loving and truly loving myself so that I'm not giving people the power And thankfully, there aren't, like, many people in my life that I feel like are judging me like crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, I do think I get self-conscious and worried about things. I mean, me and Brandon just moved to a new town, and I'm meeting all kinds of new people. And, like, you know, you have those hesitations with meeting new people where I should just be confident in who the Lord has created me to be and be seeking him in my weaknesses and in loving them well, I think that's such a beautiful way to articulate that. Mm. So what advice would you give to someone who's trying to love someone like you? Well, so like your friends, your community, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, like, I think we all need to be people who like listen first
0: mm.
1: be- before we speak. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of times where we like feel like we know people and, like, I'm talking about social issues now. Um, like, yeah. a lot of folks who, like, even though I'm an open book and, like, I tell people about my experiences and whatnot, that doesn't mean you know what it feels like. Right. Um, so, like, don't give me advice on how to handle something. Like, sometimes right. I just want you to, like, be there and listen to me mm-hmm. and, and then be like, all right, how are we going to work, you know, towards something different? so you don't feel lonely anymore um Mm. like I don't really need folks to like to like coddle me or whatever but like if you're going to be there for me then just like listen Mm. you know um because I'm going to give you that same respect um and that's like the best way to love me just like right like, like listen and then go off of off of that especially if it's something that you haven't experienced firsthand right um and don't discredit other folks just by what I say. Um, mm. I think that's been a big thing too. Like we're seeing, um, yeah, we're seeing a lot of different. Like because one black person says this, then yeah, like someone uses that voice to discredit other black folks, mm. and it's like, hey man, that just because like we're all different people, right? Just because we look alike, we're different people. You know. So my experience is like like me right now. I live in North Raleigh in a townhouse. What it, Like my neighbor is a CEO of a company, my, my other neighbor is yeah. a lawyer, you know what I mean? But like there's yeah. so many people in Raleigh that look like me that don't have that experience. Right. Um, and so right. just because it's something different for me, like I don't need to use my voice to discredit other folks. Mm.
0: That's a good reminder. And that's definitely, I mean, absolutely something that I've been seeing just from my social media. And if I'm just being transparent, like most of the people that I follow are white. Mm. And so I think that there is a filter there as far as what I'm seeing, even, and you being convicted of like, or not even convicted, but recognizing that you are isolated. Like, I feel like that. And it's because of me, though. Like, Mm. Mm. I've seen a shift in my community and see that filter on social media since graduating college. Like, my community is majority white. And I don't think it's always been that way. Mm. And so that's where it's so powerful to see your post and like you're saying, recognize that your post does not speak for the entire community, but listening and hearing you and acknowledging that that is real and not belittling it because it's not something that I have personally experienced.
1: For sure. For
0: -hmm. sure. TJ, do you have anything else that you want to share? Anything else that's on your heart before we kind of close this episode out?
1: (laughs) I always, so this is something that I always, like, tell my team um, Uh at the end of the day uh, or at the end of our meetings or whatever. I'm always, I always say, like, protect your mental. um, Mm. Because that's something that's, like, so important. I'm a huge, like, mental health advocate now. Yeah. um, Like, been reading books and stuff like that. But, like, there's so much, like, be careful what you're putting into your body. Like, be Mm. careful the folks that you hang around. um, Because, like, you intake mental stuff just like you intake like physical food, you know? Absolutely. Um, So like, you just gotta be careful. Um, and like, it's okay to unplug Mm. sometimes, you know, sometimes we feel like we need, we need to stay on social media to take in all the information. Um, but like, that's like not healthy for us. Um, so protect your mental, uh, love yourself, love the people around you, love them while you got them. Mm. Um, that's like, that's, that's all I got. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I love this so much. And I'm so excited for people to hear. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am going to put the information for his podcast in our description. So if you want to check that out and hear more from TJ, absolutely, definitely recommend checking out his podcast. I hope you guys have a great week and check us out next time on the How's Your Heart podcast. We have a little bonus to end this episode. In May, TJ shared a post that for me as a Christian was really convicting. I really think it's important for people to hear his thoughts. So to close out this episode, here's TJ sharing his post.
1: I'm going to be real honest. And I didn't know if I wanted to say this. um, But if you're a friend of mine, then I'll say this being confident that Jesus and you know my heart. Seeing white Christians only say or post that we need Jesus or we need to pray is a slap in the face to me. Yes, I 100% believe that we all need Jesus. I don't have to explain that. But I think if we really want to please Jesus, then we are required to die to ourselves. We are required to die to our comfort zones. We are required to die to the things that only we care about. You wouldn't allow something that harms you to continue if you can control it, right? Right? then why allow it to continue for your brothers and sisters? That is loving your neighbor as yourself. Using the typical I'm praying for you to neglect actually helping a fellow human doesn't have the same impact that you think it does. Been a part of a ministry for the last six years there have been so many tough-hearted people that I've come across. Sure, I pray for them, but I know that I cannot only pray for someone if I care about them. I have to put myself in their mess with them, not to only, not to make myself their God, but to show them more of who he is. That's what I believe Jesus would do. That's who the church is. That is what love is. We're a voice for those who don't have one, and we'll stand beside them and use our voice to their benefit. Imagine if you did more than just pray. Think about the difference that'll make in the lives of people that are different than you on this side of heaven.